everybody. Welcome to the Loaded Gate. You're... <laughs> I can't do this, Aaron. <laughs> you're, you're, gonna, you you're gonna. This? Listeners, Aaron was gonna give me the first opportunity to introduce this podcast, and welcome to the Loaded Gate, your uh, only podcast recapping the Andy Griffith Show. This is season one, episode fourteen. I'm Aaron. <laughs> I'm, I'm Aaron. You're you're Chris. <laughs> Let's start the show. Okay, first of all, it's called the Loaded Goat, um, just so just so we're aware. And Christopher is probably not going to be doing intros um, going forward. <laughs> it's a good start. Thanks for the opportunity. So this episode, we're uh, breaking down the Horse Trader, um, which is a which focuses on trying to Andy and Barney trying to sell a cannon and doing unto others the way they would want people to do to do them also known as the golden rule in the opening well maybe i'll say this first the the song that kept going through my head the whole time um i was listening to this show there's a song by i think bernadette peters from the musical be careful what you do children will listen be careful what you what you say children will hear it would have been a really beautiful um song to play throughout the entire episode Unfortunately, that would have really upset the tone of this episode, but but I but I do see how it t- ties together. <laughs> so it starts off with yeah. Andy is shaving, and uh, they're getting ready for a town council meeting. Barney comes in and criticizes how long he's taking, um, and they, quick, they're quick, about to vote on what to do with the cannon. Quick prop question: in the, when Andy's shaving in the in the cell. Right below him, it looks like there's a can of whipped cream, which I assume is shaving cream, but it is your stereotypical ready whip with with the the tall nipple to put it out. Is that how is that how shaving cream used to come? I think or do you so. Think they mean, had you, know, you had the ready whip. I mean, you have the you had the. I mean, you obviously what what they do when you know, if you go to a place like the Art of Shaving, where they actually have the cream and the brush and everything. I think that was that that was still a way people shave. But one of the things I've noticed is, I think the containers have have evolved over the years. I don't think they had the the, the back then they had the old Barbasol um, cans mm-hmm. where you sprayed the where you sprayed the cream in. So I imagine that was that was what they used. Can we do a quick tangent here? Because this is something I've struggled with my entire you know post puberty life. Um, how do you shave? Do you what is your cream? Are you a dry shave? A wet shave? What do you do? Um, I am. I, I, I'm a dry shave. I typically use gel, although I've used everything. I use gel, and um, I will do that. And then if I'm feeling kind of like I feel like I have a little extra time, or I feel like I want to take a little more time, I've got the art of shaving brush and the cream and the oil and everything it takes that so I'll use. So long to. to clean up. I, I did it that does. for a little it's bit. Just, it just takes forever. Um, yeah. this is setting, a, I did this to set us up for one of our main sponsors, Phillips Noralco. It's a great for, for providing good edges and that five o'clock shower look early in the day. Phillips Noralco available at any CBS near you. <laughs> I'm sure. Why don't we wait until Phillips Noralco actually sponsors us, but, but I appreciate you. Okay. I appreciate you think, thinking of thinking ahead at this point. Yep. Yep. You bet. Makes sense. 
So Barney wants to keep the cannon. Um, he doesn't like change. He complains about the post office getting a stamp machine, and he refuses to use it. It's love little... the story of the stamp machine. It's yeah. fantastic. I mean, it's in the last episode we talked about um, Barney's story. I feel like is there a theme, or is it just the last two episodes where Barney gets some little monologue moment to tell an odd story that's happened to him that gives you a little glimpse into how he thinks? You know, it's going to Cary Grant's house, seeing the newspaper, it's seeing the stamp machine, but doesn't want the, gov- the government to do business through a vending machine. It's it's just a, a fabulous little moment to give Barney and Fife a moment to shine. I imagine if you were a writer for that show and by then you saw what you had with Don Knotts, you probably you they started really leaning in and using his using his talent. Yep. Okay. So Opie comes in, he's about to trade his licorice seeds for roller skates. Obviously, you can't grow licorice. I was good. I, yeah, I mean, I know that that was a, a part of this. How is licorice made? What is licorice? I mean, I think it's I think it's just some sort of sugary type type substance. I'm not really sure how it's made, but I mean, obviously, you just flavor it. But you know, it's not something you can. Yeah. You know, <laughs> there's obviously you can't you can't you can't grow it. Um, and so Andy's. I a, hope. I did this all to the setup. We have another podcast that's a how it's made, and we dig into different candies. Check it out. As you and and as you can tell, we we come prepared to um to to, to, to answer questions and really discuss the process in detail. <laughs> I like the idea of doing a podcast how it's made for things that aren't made. I think that would be good. I mean, right. it would stay, stay tuned, folks. Would, Let's uh, right now we're just going to keep focusing on the one podcast that we're that we're doing that Christopher apparently doesn't even know the name, the actual name of. So <laughs> we end up we end up seeing that Opie's about to trade this. Andy's appalled um, that he's about to do it. And Opie says it's only fair because he got swindled earlier in his trade for a cap gun. Did you ever own a cap gun? I did, but later like i was like 14 i was too late i wasn't oh. given violent things until i was old enough to get them myself i don't even know if they make them anymore do they i so i don't know that would have been i feel like i had one in like 2005 right so not that long ago yeah. but it was the, the cheap one that had the little um i don't know not gunpowder but it had something explosive that would pop when the hammer hit it yeah, I mean, I see, I, there were two kinds of cap guns that you had growing up, and one was kind of awesome, because it just was, you got your cap pistol, and you had, the, like, almost like a six-shooter six punch, and you put your, you put the red caps over yep, the, that, over that. That's what I'm talking and about. When, yeah, and when you fired it, it was, it was, it was, you know, you just had the feel of a cap gun, and then there was another type of cap gun where you had almost cap paper, and you put the paper in and so every time it fired, the paper would go through and hit the cap. Um, but you had to line it up, and it was—it just didn't work. It was as like well. a typewriter. Yeah, kind of almost like a typewriter. Yeah. Did you ever get into airsoft guns? What's that? The, these were big when I was in middle school and high school. They were like they're like little plastic BBs, and and they shoot. I mean, they're really painful. You're not supposed to shoot them at at, at each other. But we used to go. We had one friend that had just a crazy big house with a trampoline inside and he had all these airsoft guns and we'd wear like ski masks and helmets and and have a, a little mayhem jumping around sounds, in the indoor trampoline it's an absurd it's an absurd memory 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah they no, can draw blood. Don't, never... don't do them at home. Yeah. Never did that. Um, so, but the, but yeah. So cap pistols, a lot of fun. Probably couldn't own one. You probably can't own them unless you're out in the country or in the, or in the suburbs, I suppose. So Andy discusses What's the it? golden rule with Op- with Opie. No, it's a dumb question. I'll leave it. Okay. Andy discusses the golden rule with Opie, explains to him that honesty is the best policy, and then he and Barney head to the town council meeting. Opie says, if honesty is the best policy, how am I out of cap, how am I out of cap pistol? <laughs> Which, when he said it, it sounds like he says cat pistol. Yeah. Which changes the whole, he's like, I had a pistol that I used to shoot cats with and I, somebody took it away from me. How unfair is that? Yeah, no, that's, it was, um, that was just, you know, that's, op- that's just op- Barney, Ron Howard, just act, acting gold as, you know, he's just so funny in these, in these early episodes. Mm-hmm. For sure. So one quick tangent on cats. There was recent news that I think it was, the city of DC did a longitudinal study to see how many stray cats there are in the city and tracked them all through night cameras and found like 9,000. It's wild. Can you imagine that job? Just looking at pictures of cats at night. I mean, that's, um, that sounds, sounds pretty tedious. What do you do when you find out you have 9,000 cats? And they're all stray, right? They're not, they're not, they're not domesticated, right? No, yeah, I don't think so. I think what they do is they 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 spay and neuter them and then release them back out into the wild. The urban wild. The urban wild. Welcome you to the they all hang out in Rock Creek Park? I said, I mean, I would imagine so. I mean, that's where if I was a cat, that's where I'd go as Rock. I'd 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 see I'd I'd hang out in Rock Creek Park and see if I can then you know find me a good neighborhood where I could, you know, warm you know oh, get folks to like me. Get on into the palisades. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so the council meeting so is unruly. For everybody who is listening. <laughs> yes. The council meeting is unruly. Just they're going, they're going, they're, you know, they keep, there's yelling and there's all kinds of things. But finally, they get to a vote to get rid of the cannon. Barney's the only, Barney's the only one who doesn't want to do it, but he goes along with it. And then they say, how are we going to get rid of it? And Barney proposes selling it. Mayor Pike jumps on that idea and then tasks Andy and Barney with selling it. Barney's sitting there proud of himself and Andy looks at him and says, well, bucket mouth, know anyone that wants to buy a cannon? The bucket mouth, great insult. I'm going to try to remember that to say that to you at the end of the episode. The thing that I noticed in this piece is there's a, I think in the, the Christmas episode, we talked about the different types of camera angles. And in this um, scene, they do show you know, typically you have the, the horseshoe type setup on, on a stage where you don't have any, anybody's backs. And they regularly throughout this scene do show that people are actually sitting in a circle, a closed circle. Mm, that's good. So they're closed minded thoughts when they're getting rid of history. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way. I, I think you're giving it a little too much credit, but fair enough. Yeah. And then we, we see a great montage of them by, trying to sell the cannon with no luck. And it's really funny, yeah, especially when they walk out. Everybody walks out on their front porch and they see the cannon just pointed. The cannon face right at them. Yeah, it's, it's very much the the vacuum salesman. I connected with that. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's probably tougher to sell a sell a cannon. So, is this a normal thing to have a bunch of cannons? I don't know if it's a normal thing. I mean, but if you ha- if somebody had a cannon, 
and they kept the canon and then it just got you know passed down from generation to generation and then finally somebody gives it to the town i mean that's probably what would have what would have happened what would you do if somebody came up to your door trying to sell a cannon? Would you buy it? I probably would not buy the, I would probably would not buy a cannon. I don't have a place to put a cannon. Nobody does, but I still kind of think I might buy that cannon. There's plenty of people who have places, you know, who've got space for cannons. I'm, I just don't have space for it, but I guess it would be, it would be funny, I guess, to put, put it in your, like, put it in the garden plant garden up front and just have it sitting there for people when they walk by absolutely i think it's yeah you know but it's it's alexandria um i would need to get i i can't i don't know if i i bet you i have to get a permit to do something like that you definitely couldn't be a mcgruff house no with a cannon no, we, in your we front. Could not. <laughs> so barney's polishing the cannon he's clearly has some warm feelings about the cannon um andy proposes that barney barney buy it barney does not like the idea um, but they mentioned it could have it in front of the house. In later episodes, Barney does not have a house. So I thought that was interesting that they mentioned him having a house. Where does he live? Do we ever see his home? Yeah, he lives. He he rents a room from a widow in town. Okay, okay gotcha. And um, and he doesn't want to buy the cannon. It's just a great exchange. Yeah, it. you know, I went back and forth on this where at the beginning, I thought he had classic hoarder tendencies. And for... My sister, she's listening. I think you. I think she has classic order tendencies, but she doesn't. But they hey, hey, don't don't work through your family problems on this podcast. You just, I just we don't we don't we don't need that. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Well, but you think that he doesn't want to throw it away, and then when push comes to shove, he doesn't want it himself. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's uh, it's it's a little bit like you know he doesn't want to get rid of it, but he doesn't want it in his in his backyard either. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just couldn't match up on, on what I thought he was going to do. He's always keeping me guessing. Yeah. So Andy steps by and sees Ellie at the drugstore. Barney come in, comes in and says the junkyard owner says he'll take the cannon off their hands if they pay him 15 bucks. But then, then lo and behold, an antique dealer happens to come in and he buys an old bucket from Ellie for that was holding, um, I think it was soap, um, holding soap in the... Um, in the in the drugstore and then um the antique dealer himself is played by casey adams who played ward cleaver in the pilot of leave it to beaver oh really okay yeah and then andy goes to says andy goes to speak with them and they're going to sell the cannon he wants to sell the cannon to the an antique dealer and he lies that teddy roosevelt um used the cannon at the battle of san juan hill um, and just keeps ratcheting it up. Barney is disgusted and storms off. So here's something about an antique dealer. I have to imagine if you're a good antique dealer, you hear all kinds of cock and poppycock like this. Mm -hmm. And you just either, like you believe it, then pay for what you think it's worth, or you end up, um, or you just end up just not doing business with somebody like that. So that didn't ring very true to me. Or he's also, you know, maybe he's a swindler and he was, he shops around to see what good stories he can learn from people. And then part of what he's buying is the story. That's a, that's, that's a, well, and as we find out later in the episode, that is kind of what, what happens. Barney is upset at the drugstore. Andy comes in bragging that he sold it for 175 bucks. Ellie and Barney are disgusted with him and Andy storms off. 
runs into Opie, who's on roller skates, saying he traded a broken cufflink that he was said was off of George Washington's uniform for roller skates and money. Andy has no self-awareness in this situation, but takes Opie home and tells him to, to take the skates off and give them, give them back. You know, the two most exciting action moments of this episode, I think, are when they're driving the cannon around town behind the car and when Andy needs to take Opie home and he's on roller skates so he can just pull him along. And it's like he's tubing behind a behind a boat. That's that's funny. Um, they, um, and he does kind of do that. And then, of course, as they're talking, Opie, the moral center of the show, tells Andy he learned how to how to trade that cufflink by watching him sell the cannon. And, you know, Opie is always the voice of reason. And then um, Andy realizes they both broke the golden rule. And they did. It's a tough day in the, uh, the Griffith household. It is, or the Taylor household. The Taylor household, the Taylor household. So Andy's going to make it right. He goes to the store, he goes to the, he's going to go back to the drugstore. But first we see Barney sitting at the drugstore drinking root beer floats like a drunk at a, drunk at a bar. Um, the, the antique dealer comes in with a certified check. Um, Andy comes in, fesses up. They renegotiate to sell the cannon for 20 bucks it ends with Barney having a bellyache from the root beer floats. Are you, have you ever done a lot of, a lot of negotiating? Some. Have you done that? Like, I mean, like at a market, like trying to get, get the price down, get the price up. Are you good at it? Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I mean, I have done it in places. I mean, where it's like, if you go to a, if you go to like a market in Mexico, that's just kind of expected that you do that. And so I've done that there. I mean, but the, for on on something like that i mean you know i've and i've negotiated on you know prices for car for when i've bought a car and um i've negotiated other places but it's not something i really enjoy but yes i have what about you uh no not really i tried it once i've, I've done small market stuff never successfully and then once i tried it in a store in europe and they were like no we don't do that here and then i paid full price we're great go. And um, so we get to the epilogue. Ellie comes in. It turns out the guy who was going to donate a plaque to replace the cannon actually said, hey, I found this great cannon that I was used at the Battle of San Juan <laughs> Hill, and I'm sending it back to you. And they all have a good laugh. And, you know, I think basically what this that ending was was kind of if if it had been – you could totally just see it being – hearing the curb your enthusiasm music playing at the end of that mm -hmm. episode because it was just kind of <laughs> that was just how it how it actually worked yeah i didn't think of that no absolutely fantastic good karma yeah the other broad piece of the episode i wanted to bring up i figured out who ellie looks like she looks a lot like allison brie from glow huh. have you seen do you know that actress i do they look they look very much alike She's uh, she's yeah, she's very striking for sure. I've never known what that phrase means, but I think you're striking, Aaron. I think you're. Um, I think I'm back at you, Christopher. We both have faces so. for podcast and hair for podcast too. Well, that's uh, you got now. You've got you got hair for you've got great hair. You could you could be doing something other than podcast with your hair. Oh, the, thank you. Um, how many how many whistles would you give this? I'd give this one another eight. I'm on a I'm on a run of eight whistles. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't. 
I, I could go between. I might give it nine. I but because because uh, of the because of the of the of the story construct, the 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 over the, the 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 themes. I mean, I, and it's and it has some good laughs. So I I um I don't know. I might give it eight or nine. I'm sorry, nine. Yeah. The morality comes through, just like your classic South Park episode. Very. Yeah, South Park is always, you know, that's what I love about South Park is that there's, um, as my dad would say about Blue Bloods, it's not foul and it has a message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, that definitely, definitely. Oh, I should watch um, Blue Bloods. I've never seen that. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with, um, I'm, I'm fine with, you know, I've seen a few episodes of Blue Bloods. I'm, I'm good. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Any final thoughts? Uh, no, I uh, just said I like your bucket melt. Sounds good. Let me know if you want to buy a cannon. <laughs> good. I'll give you 50 bucks. All right. Have a good one, everybody. You just send 10 forward. <laughs>